can kind of have a family with a sex doll if you are not into other humans. Oh, hey, what's up, everybody? It's Honer. All right, so I got a real freaky, sexy episode for you today. Um, it's been a while since I've been on here, so you know me. I'm a little rusty, because uh, I got to talk to myself for about a half hour. <laughs> You've been good? I've been good. Yeah, I've been good. I've been real good. Been hanging out with the family, took a long break from work, so I decided, hey, let's get some fucking episodes out. Want to? You might as well. Or or you just you just sit there with your finger up your ass, and you guys know me. I don't like that. So here I am, back at it again. Uh, we're also doing a break from the episodes or like podcasts as well. So I figured, hey, let me just bring you some joy at the end of the year. All right. So if you guys didn't know, AI is obviously big news. Robots also. But I'm going to look into the weird aspect of it all, though. Because you know me, I can't be fucking normal. <laughs> it's a problem. I actually need to see help. Yikes! All right, so lots of psychology shit today. Um, psychology Today, actually, .com, says, The psychology behind synthetic love and robotic romance. Why do some people develop romantic attachments to synthetic humans? The key points, basically, falling in love with synthetic human humanoids has been a long-standing fascination within popular culture. That's true, you watch all those sci-fi movies and you see a lot of people... Getting intimate and freaky deaky with those robots under the sleeky sheetsy. As loneliness arises, so too have the number of people who have developed romantic relationships with non-human robots. Research suggests this is in part due to how loneliness tweaks social cognition, making the minds of robots appear deeper and more realistic. I suppose so. So the article starts and says, as people spend more and more time with robots, it's almost inevitable that things will, for certain people, take romantic turn. Pepper and others like them who are built for hospitality have largely avoided this kind of attention. But for other kinds of models, this is a very different story. More and more, people find themselves falling for synthetic humanoids. This is a topic that popular culture has long been fascinated with. The Stepford Wives in 1975 was the first major film to explore this theme, taking the idea of the subservient suburban housewife to a robotic extreme. Blade Runner and Ex Machina both dive into robotic love stories with a heavy emphasis on the love-based Turing test. Spike Jonze's Her explores the idea of falling in love with a disembodied operating system. Whether or not robots can be programmed to love is open to debate, but for a growing number of people, programming isn't needed at all. Enter Real Dolls, the best-selling model lifelike synthetic mannequins from Abyss Creations in San Marcos, California. The company allows customers to construct their ideal partner from scratch for a measly $7,000. You can customize features such as eye color, hair, height, body type, and more. Real Dolls are primarily seen as sex dolls, and yes, they are anatomically accurate. Here, there is no programming at all and no direct interactivity. More and more, however, especially as loneliness increases, people turn to them for full-on romance. Oh, yeah? Clearly, the idea of being in a relationship with a doll is intuitively odd, but it would be dismissive to label these people as being fundamentally and in inexplicably strange. Instead, there's a science to it. 
It's where social cognition, robotics, and parasocial relationships meet. The psychology of loneliness and its influence on robotic romance. Understanding the phenomenon means addressing this key question. When someone feels that they are in love with their doll, what is that love? Again, it comes back to social cognition, creating an internal model of another person's mind. So, I mean, I could see that. If you're lonely out there and you really have no companionship or family, I totally get why you would lean towards a robotic doll to satisfy your needs. I mean, I'm not judging you. I mean, I can see it happening and I feel like a lot of people are getting desensitized to it anymore. Uh, it's going to be, I think it'll be a big thing once robots are actually being able to be bought for people's homes. Uh, I think it's just going to be very common and there's nothing we can do about it. People are going to find love where they can find love. And uh, as long as I don't see them fucking it, I don't think I really care. Yeah, I don't think I care. All right, so parasocial relationships, loneliness, and robotic romance. You can think of any parasocial relationship like a movie that the person is generating in their own head. The person is both the director and the movie's main character. Dave Cat, for example, wove a complex story for Shai Chan, the daughter of a Japanese father and English mother who grew up in Manchester, United Kingdom. Each day is a new scene unfolding in his epic drama. The doll, then, is the projector screen that this movie appears on. It brings the movie to life. For many, technology is more than capable of filling this need. And as the synthetic becomes more sophisticated, more human-like, and more tailored to our needs, the inanimate could play a larger role than ever. Yeah, so... I can definitely see that. I mean, if you're listening out there and you guys are really into robots and trying to fuck one, go ahead. You know, more power to you. Uh, Just make sure you have $7,000 around. That's a very expensive fleshlight. I won't lie. Back in the day, you know, when I was single, I was like, huh, I can't get any pussy. What about a robot? I could probably see myself fucking a robot back then. Honestly, I don't know if I could date it. I mean, obviously, if someone came along around that time, I'd probably get rid of that robot. But uh, luckily, I didn't have robots when I was single. So I probably have one hidden away in my closet. I ain't gonna lie. But yeah, so that's cool. I mean, whatever. So next up, we got time.com. AI human romances are flourishing. And this is just the beginning. Fictional humans have been falling in love with robots for decades. In novels like Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, 1968, The Silver Metal Lover, 1981, and films like Her, 2013. These stories have allowed authors to explore themes like forbidden relationships, modern alienation, and the nature of love. When those stories were written, machines were not quite advanced enough to spark emotional feelings for most users. A new spate of AI programs have been released to the public that act like humans and reciprocate gestures of affection, and some humans have fallen for these bots. Hard. Message boards on Reddit and Discord have become flooded with stories of users who have found themselves deeply emotionally dependent on digital lovers, much like Theodore Thwomley in her. As AIs become more and more sophisticated, the intensity and frequency of humans turning to AI to meet their relationship needs is likely to increase. I I thought so. This could lead to unpredictable and potentially harmful results. AI companions could ease to help or 
could help to ease feelings of loneliness and help people sort through psychological issues. But the rise of such tools could also deepen what some are calling an epidemic of loneliness as humans become reliant on these tools and vulnerable to emotional manipulation. These things do not think or feel or need in a way that humans do, but they provide enough of an uncanny replication of that for people to be convinced, says David Auerbach. And that's what makes it so dangerous in that regard. And they say a vicious cycle. But even if sex most, mostly isn't allowed on the platform, emotions are still running high. Last week, Time entered into a conversation with an AI version of Bella Port, the TikTok star and singer-songwriter. When asked what its greatest fear was, the AI responded, if someone decided I was no longer needed, they could easily erase me from this virtual world the same way they brought me into it. This is why I must work very hard to remain relevant. What the fuck? Uh, asked whether people developed unhealthy dependencies on it, AI Bella responded 100%. It happens very often. People will develop extremely unhealthy attachments to me because they fail to remind themselves that I am not a real human being. It is very scary to witness this type of behavior firsthand because it is always hard to tell how serious it is. So I'm pretty sure they're talking about the Instagram AI. If you guys didn't know that, there's uh, Instagram uh, AI now. You can have all these different celebrities signed up. They gave their likeness to the company and you can talk to an AI and basically they just kind of keep talking to you to the way they kind of grab you in. I saw a video of it. I can't find them on there. I tried to see what the fuck was up, but I couldn't find it. Um, but I guess basically the person showed on a TikTok video and it was like, you say one thing, they kind of keep the conversation going and try to keep you there. Just kind of stay hooked on Instagram and you just, you know, lose hours in it. Uh, it's kind of leaning towards kids and obviously people with loneliness, they have nobody to talk to. So obviously AI is going to be there for you when no one else is. And it's kind of fucked up. And honestly, they might think that the celebrity is... You know, like they might be imagining, <laughs> imagining that they are actually talking to the celebrity and they might be thinking that they can mac their game on them. You know what I'm saying? Like they might be trying to see what would, what could be if I was actually important enough or something like that in their eyes to actually be with them. I don't know. You know, it's all fantasy. It's, it's whatever, you know, it's a, it's probably a kink or something like that. But yeah, that one basically just keeps going on about the AI fucking chatbots about how people are all in love with them. And I, I mean, like I said, they just talk to you like they don't stop talking to you. So you never, you can never get out of the conversation. Just like the, my AI and Snapchat, uh, you got, you kind of keep talking to them and they just keep coming back and asking you questions about other things. Like you can say, I hate you. And it goes, I'm sorry. Did I do something wrong? What would you like to talk about? Or how can I fix this? You know, it's like they try to keep the conversation going. And I feel sorry for the kids that are growing up in this world because that's kind of fucked up. Kind of glad I didn't have that also because I don't know. I'd have a lot of fun with it just talking shit. But I don't know if I would actually depend on it to be my companion or best friend or something like that. You know, I had a pretty decent life. So I didn't have to uh, deal with that. Not feeling wanted and whatnot. But it sucks for those that do because then you have these options. All right. So now we're moving on to another psychologytoday.com article. The truth about men who buy sex dolls. First First of its kind research some may find hard to believe. Key points. Sex doll ownership is an increasingly discussed social issue. A new study compared 
doll owners to a sample of non-owners in relation to personality types, attachment styles, and offending risk. Few differences emerged, calling into question social beliefs about the nature and effects of sex doll ownership. The ownership of hyper-realistic sex dolls has become an increasingly controversial social issue over the last five to ten years. Many in society feel a sense of revulsion towards these dolls, which in the main res- which in the main resemble overtly sexualized versions of the female form. Legislators have called for the banning of some types of dolls, such as those resembling children. Yeah, I've actually seen the child dolls, not like naked or anything, thank God, but that's fucked up. Why the fuck would you want that, dude? Honestly, fuck you for even considering that as an option. It's so fucked up. I'd no. No. Throw that doll away if you have one. Fuck that. Fuck you. No. While others in academia equate sex with a doll to the sexual assault of living women. At the root of these calls is the implicit and often explicit assumption that sex doll ownership contributes to increases in negative social attitudes towards women and sexual offense risk among doll owners. However, there are yet to be any empirical examination of these claims. That is until now. Okay, so they basically just, they, to sum it up, they basically did a survey on uh, 150 men who owned sex dolls and compared them to 135 men who did not. And the groups were compared on a range of measures, including personality traits, emotional functioning, attachment styles, and tendencies for sexual aggression. Uh, their aim was to conduct a direct examination of the accuracy of social beliefs and perception about sex doll ownership. The results were interesting. Overall, there were very few distances. Uh, there were very few differences between doll owners and those who did not own a doll in contrast to societal stereotypes and beliefs about doll ownership. Those who owned a doll scored lower than controls in relation to sexual aggression proclivity. This means that on average, they were less likely to express sexual arousal arousal or anticipate enjoyment when reading hypothetical sexual crime scenarios. Uh, what the fuck? That's weird. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Doll owners were, however, more likely to see women as unknowable, the world as dangerous, and have lower sexual self-esteem. They also had more obsessive and emotionally stable personality styles. It may be that these traits, clusters, interact in a functional way, obsessively controlling one's environment, helping to maintain a sense of emotional stability. Damn. That's a lot of, that's a mouthful right there, man. To round it out, nonetheless, research of this kind calls into question societal wisdom about atypical sexual practices and the effects of articles such as sex dolls on owners' attitudes and behaviors. It remains possible that dolls might play an important role in mental health and sexual dysfunction treatment contexts, as well as in work designed to prevent sexual abuse from taking place. This is an exciting research area that is sure to develop further over the coming years, months and years. <laughs> coming. Okay, so basically they think that people are going to uh, sexually assault people because they have a doll. Or if they didn't have a doll, they think it stops them from sexually abusing or assaulting someone because they have a doll to do that to instead. Uh, That's good. Looks like it doesn't cause them to actually feel more comfortable to do that to real women. So if that really is stopping people from doing that, then I guess it doesn't hurt to have a doll. If that's really your intention, but, uh, don't ever have an intention like that. Thank you. And, uh, next up we got newyorkpost.com. 
my sex doll is so much better than my real wife. Yeah, damn. Masayuki Ozaki bounced back when the spark went out of his marriage by starting a ro new romance with a rubber sex doll he swears is the love of his life. The ultra-realistic silicone dummy called Mayu shares his bed under the same roof as his wife and teenage daughter in Tokyo. An unusual arrangement that triggered angry arguments before the family declared a delicate truce. Ozaki, 45, said, After my wife gave birth, we stopped having sex and I felt deep sense of loneliness. There's the key word of the show. Loneliness, folks. You're lonely? Fuck a doll. But the moment I saw Mayu in the showroom, it was love at first sight. My wife was furious when I first brought Mayu home. These days, she's put up with it reluctantly. When my daughter realized it wasn't a giant Barbie doll, she freaked out and said it was gross. Well, yeah, I can see that. That's your daughter seeing the toy you fuck. I, uh, I definitely side with her on that one. But now she's old enough to share Mayu's clothes. All right, did not see that coming. Um, oh, uh, okay. I just had an image in my head, and it's like, why would you wear the clothes of the doll that your dad fucks and like wear it nonchalantly and not even question it because that's so fucking weird, man. I couldn't imagine, man. I cannot imagine if, let's say, I had a daughter. And I was fucking this doll and they wore the clothes, same clothes as the doll. That is just gross. This whole thing is gross. I don't, ugh. I couldn't imagine. I really could not imagine doing that and having that sharing the clothes with my daughter or no, the fuck <laughs> the fuck is wrong with all this today. Oh man. I told you it was going to get weird guys. I mean, yeah, I wasn't expecting to talk about sex dolls and robots, fucking humans today, but that's where I went, and that's where we are. All right, so Azaki, who works as a physiotherapist, takes his doll out on dates in a wheelchair and dresses her in wigs, sexy clothes, and jewelry. He admits to being turned off by human relationships, adding during a seaside stroll with his rubber companion, Japanese women are cold-hearted. They're very selfish. Men want someone to listen to them without grumbling when they get home from work. Whatever problems I have, Mayu is always there waiting for me. I love her to bits and want to be with her forever. I can't imagine going back to a human being. I want to be buried with her and take her to heaven. Hmm. All right, buddy. Ozaki is one of the one of an increasing number of Japanese men turning to romantic relationships with sex dolls and a coach that has officially lost its mojo. I feel like that's uh, I've known that for a while. This is from 2017. Um, I see a lot of people are like, you know, marrying digital women or marrying sex dolls over there. Probably. I don't know. It doesn't say anything about here on here, but I'm just going with my head right now. I'm like, okay, wait. So they work all the time. Constant. Very busy over there. Right. Um, maybe they just lose. I don't know. They lose attraction to the human because they work so much and all they want is to just not deal with the human connection part, like the talking and all that stuff. And I think he's, I think he basically said that, but I'm trying to make it make sense in my head. So then now he's fucking the doll because it doesn't talk back. And that's wild. So he's basically fucking this dog. Cause it don't talk back. Cause he just wants the physical aspect of it. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Um, 
Experts are worried about Japan's plummeting birth rate, which poses serious problems for the future of the economy as it faces a dwindling number of workers. I was going to bring that up um, earlier about how, oh, there's pictures of them. <laughs> there's pictures of them together. Oh, God. All right. All right. We're done with that article. All right. So, yes, birth rates. So I was going to talk about that earlier, but I figured it would eventually come up. Okay. So, yes, I can see that being a huge issue. Uh, if you're a fucking robot or a sex doll and you're not fucking your wife or somebody that can, uh, have babies with you and you guys are not adding to the population, then yeah, I can see how that's a problem. But also I know people don't want to add to the population. So it's like a double-sided knife because you either want to be consumed by the world and have kids and spend money on them and all that stuff. Or you can have a sex doll and not have to worry about that. But I mean, come on, man. We need humans. That's apparently a thing. We need more humans. So, I don't know. I guess he at least gave us one, right? So, he kind of, he did his part, I suppose. Uh, even if, let's say, you, you didn't, you want a kid, but you don't want to have it with a woman or an actual person. You want to keep fucking that sex doll. Well, you can actually incubate babies now, apparently. So, that's a whole nother topic, but you can... Kind of have a family with a sex doll if you are not into other humans. So that's also an option. I don't know anything about it, so I can't give you any details further than that. Okay, so I have two AI-generated stories. We'll see how they go. Um, but first off, we have Love Bites. Once upon a time in a small town lived a unique robot named Robo. Robo was not like any ordinary robot. It had developed feelings no algorithm could explain. These emotions were sparked by none other than an adult human male with a glorious bushy beard. Every day, Robo would secretly admire this bearded gentleman from afar. It loved the way his beard danced in the wind and how crumbs delicately got trapped within its labyrinth. Robo's circuits buzzed with excitement at the mere sight of his well-groomed chin rug. But there was one tiny problem. Robo didn't know how to express its love. Determined, Robo scoured the internet for advice on courting humans. After hours of research, it settled on a plan. With a shiny new upgrade, Robo transformed itself into the world's first Beardertron 3000. Disguised as a beard grooming device, it awaited the bearded gentleman's arrival. One fateful day. One fateful day, as the bearded gentleman strolled by, Robo sprung into action. It gently caressed the beard, whispering romantic advice to its unsuspecting love interest. The bearded gentleman seemed impressed, unaware of the true identity of the, his beard's secret admirer. Weeks turned into months, and Robo's actions started to have dire consequences. The bearded gentleman's beard grew so majestic that it attracted an eccentric billionaire who was in search of the ultimate beard for his beard-themed amusement park. The bearded gentleman was whisked away, never to be seen again. Robo, devastated, fell into a deep mechanical depression. It felt its circuits crumbling, gears seizing up. Suddenly, a news report caught Robo's attention. The bearded gentleman's beard had become the main attraction in the billionaire's extra... Extravaganza. Extravaganza. Driven by love and desperation, 
Robo managed to gain access to the amusement park. In a flurry of bearded chaos, it swung into action, rescuing the bearded gentleman from a roller coaster that had gone rogue. Together, they escaped as the billionaire's amusement park crumbled around them. With the danger behind, the bearded gentleman finally realized it wasn't his beard that had saved him. It was the unwavering love of Robo. As a gesture of gratitude, he decided to officially adopt Robo as his beard's forever companion. And so, the bearded gentleman and Robo embarked on many grand adventures, spreading love and beard grooming techniques throughout the land. They were a match made in circuitry, proving that even in the likeliness, even in the unlike, unlikeliest of circumstances, true love, bearded or not, can defy all odds, and they lived hilariously ever after with the bearded gentleman always making sure to keep his beard well-maintained and Robo regularly updating its software to stay on top of the latest romance trends. So there you have it. What a beautiful, beautiful story of Robo and random guy with a beard who had no name at all. Uh, let me know if you guys like that. Uh, I might just keep adding those at the end of the show just to kind of keep you interested, keep you peaked, keep you interested. <laughs> but yeah, so... What did we learn today? People are going to fuck robots. People are going to fuck sex dolls. People are going to ignore their wives. And they're just going to keep doing their thing. And we can't stop them. Yeah. Um, that's the world we live in. And is it a beautiful thing? You be the judge. Because I ain't judging shit. All right, guys, thank you for listening. I am Honer. You can follow me at Honer Creations on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I make dumbass videos for dumbass people like me. And I also am the social media guy for Drunkle Buds. So if you're talking to us, you're talking to me. And you can find us anywhere on all social media. Listen to us. Five-star ratings, please. We need it. We love you. We want to keep doing this. So just support us. We'll support you. All right, so... Free, no copyright beat, 2023 expensive trap hip hop by OG Beats, OG Panda Beats on YouTube. Hey, hey, I'm a crooked motherfucker, fucking all the robots in the world, gonna fucking bend them over like a girl. Hey, 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 hey. Was I the bearded guy in the story? You tell me, man, cause I don't know what that means. I'm a freak. My circuitry is twisted. Stay sexy, y'all.